0: Now three, two,
1: one, go.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Cool Down Time Podcast. It's episode sixty-nine nice (laughs) been waiting for this since we started the show uh it's the
1: whole reason for the show really
0: we're gonna stop here we're done after this episode that's where we wanted to end it uh welcome to the podcast i'm your graphically impressive host of the show marco i'm being joined as always by my co-host and technical mess pablo to help me talk about gaming's best and bootiest once more um pablo how you doing man how was your
1: week my week was good, a lot better than the weeks before in terms of work things. So, you know, it's 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 going. I'm getting used to the whole life change. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I do want to touch back on that episode 69. For those of you who don't know, that's uh, fellatio and cunnilingus at the same damn time. At the same damn time. Or any combination of those things, however you prefer. That's what, exactly what we're going to do this episode. We're going to <laughs> fellatio <laughs> wait, and wait. cunnilingus, the <laughs> shit out of all the news and games we're playing. Hold up, hold up.
0: We nasty today. Not on the episode where we got to talk about Hogwarts. <laughs> no, I don't want warts.
1: <laughs> Ooh, or or lambs. Oh, that's bestiality.
0: Okay. All right. Um, make sure you use protection before you listen to this episode of the show. Um, in this episode, we'll be covering the game delays of 2023 and what went wrong with each of them. If something went wrong. We also talk about uh, Microsoft's latest accusation of Sony the Nintendo Direct for Splatoon 3, if the Resident Evil Netflix series is as bad as everyone said, and much, much more. So uh, before we continue, shout out to our new and returning listeners for checking out this week's show. If you like us, give our podcast a sub. We drop new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and our official website at cooldowntime.com. And if you're feeling extra cool, follow us on Instagram we're at Cooldown Time Podcast there, and you can keep us in your FOV in between episodes. So Pablo, without further ado, let's jump into the first segment of the show dedicated to the games we've been playing, or maybe this episode, what we've been watching, and a segment that we call Loadouts.
1: All systems nominal. Loadouts ready.
0: All right, so uh, we started off the show talking about Conolingus. We're going to switch gears and talk about <laughs> cults. <laughs> it's only natural to talk about cults after that, uh, Right. Uh, there's a lot of sex yeah, yeah, cults yeah, yeah. out there, I'm sure. Um, Pablo, you're playing an interesting game called Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. Talk about it, man. What's going on with this game?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I just kind of wanted to dive into this game just for a little bit to see if this was the game I was going to follow up uh, Xenoblades with. And I only played an hour. I was very... Uh, I- made myself only play an hour just so i can get back to xenoblades uh i'll tell you what um you know we always talk about this show about roguelikes and how much we're not a fan of them and you know fall into that trap again this game looks interesting uh picked it up it is a roguelike dungeon crawler management sim type of game you know those mix and matching of genres that a lot of these indie teams like to do but i I will say this game so far from the first hour it, it 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 takes all those elements and it doesn't go too far into in terms of depth of each of those and it makes it a pretty accessible experience i really enjoyed uh what i played of it uh i think that the combat might end up being a little shallow uh, at the end of the day but I, I really like the way it feels there's like crunchiness to the combat the the combat role which you know if, if you play the 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 dark souls that's gotta be right and that's that is a dope combat role they really they really nailed that one um and uh really art style is absolutely amazing like developer massive monster does so much with so little the game is like two gigs and it looks absolutely stunning um everything is accented with like a tinge of blood uh blood red and the like the ambiance is perfectly set with like backdrops of like devilish sounds and ghouls and crunches like they do a really good job with that soundtrack is like synth jazz rock whatever it's super dope i'm enjoying that um and all the And the sim por- portion of the game is also very simple, and uh, it, it, it does get a little bit more, uh, in, in more in depth as the game goes on. That's probably the, the one that has more depth to it. Uh, think of it as an Animal Crossing, but except all your people in your island are more like sacrifice to to uh, sacrifices for your benefit, uh, in that sense, um, I really like I really like what they're doing with the game. Uh, you know, you can create your own cultist. My first cultist right now is Marco, who loves wood. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you can name him and I've named my first guy Marco. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, maybe I'll sacrifice him for more life, or make him some sort of, um, you know, slave uh, to, to work. Okay. But anyway, wow. uh, there's some there's some perks that you can pick up that makes, for example, a perk have is like work is the same as worship and so people work their asses off because they think they're worshiping little things like that uh you can you preach to them to kind of give them like a boost little stuff that really is is interesting and it's kind of it's kind of cool man They, they really nailed the whole aesthetic of like um what they're going for visually and the whole feeling of it being a cult there's definitely that feeling of it throughout. I I, I really, really am enjoying the game. Um, I'm excited to go back to it. Mm. A nice little palate palette cleanse uh, after a large JRPG uh, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's uh, reviewing pretty good too. It's at an yeah. 85 right now on yeah. uh, Open Critic, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Would you say that this is somewhat that typical, I guess from a tone standpoint is it is it that quirky indie humor kind of thing
1: nah, i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that because there is a there is a level like of evilness that's throughout the whole game like there's there's a lot of shit that happens in the game that is like Ooh, that that's tough but it's offset by the cuteness of the game so there's like oh, okay. that really cool dichotomy between that. So yes, there is that that indie flair of cute cuteness, but I think they 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 told that line really really excellently where it's like, oh yeah, I'm sacrificing this guy uh, to for for my benefit, but also it's a dog and I can pet it, like it's it's shit like that. Like there's Got there's it. a lot of that uh, of that, but yeah, there, there there this is I wouldn't call this a typical indie affair because of how. Like how awesome it actually is in terms of like its whole vibe, um, they really they they really kind of hit on something, and it's I I I think that this game could like be one of those indie games that really. Like pop for me, you know. Like every year, there there's the, the the games that come out that are indie darlings that, you know, I I'm I'm not about, just not kind of my thing. But this one is one of those indie darlings for sure. Like you said, it's doing really well. But I also am really enjoying my time with it. I, I think it, it cool. I think it's excellently made, and and I I recommend it to anybody who is interested in any kind of the a weird kind of mix of genre between dungeon crawling and and and, and management, uh, sim management like uh, Animal Crossing, definitely. a I recommend it that way
0: nice man yeah i mean this year has been quietly good so far
1: oh yeah i mean yeah, it's, yeah, yeah.
0: it's gonna be a hard time picking the games we're gonna have to narrow down when we get to our yeah. game of the year uh discussions later this year with games like this keep coming out of the woodwork and being like the pleasant surprise so that's good to hear
1: yeah um, i think that's coming into into this year we had a lot of expectations for a lot of like 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 yeah. high-end triple-a games the zeldas of the worlds, all those games are in, in starfield and when those fell out that really kind of took the wind out of a lot of gamers like oh this year's going to exactly. be terrible yep. but it really kind of opened the the opened the door to a lot of games like this uh and xenoblades for example that is really that really just gonna come out and be probably in terms of like t- some of the better games of the year for sure yeah
0: no doubt yeah, man. Um, I'm still working on uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three uh, myself. I just finished chapter five. I'm just getting into chapter six. It's going down, <laughs> like yeah. gut wrenching, gut wrenching yeah. moments. Um, at the part of the game I just got through, but uh, man, it was a it was a whole experience. Uh, got a little misty, little little bit misty in the eyeball sockets. Um, <laughs> but I I powered through it. I thugged it out um because that's who i am uh yeah. so i'm still working on that um
1: are you uh are you like still going through the game like playing everything in terms of like the side quest or are you kind of just focusing on hero quest um main quests? i dabble it
0: depends if i want to like grind and kind of level up classes i'll do a couple side quests but otherwise i just kind of stick to the main course uh uh, for right now, at least. Um, not that I'm in a rush to finish it right away. It's just, um, there's so much momentum happening with the story that I don't want to sidestep from it too much and then kind of lose that momentum. Um, it's kind of like how I feel when I play Yakuza games, like after a while, the side quests feel like they're kind of messing things up for me, uh, with like the, the flow of the game. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that a little bit now after what, what's happened in the, in the story so far, but I still dabble though.
1: I'm still confused by why hero quests are optional, um, since they're like pretty like they're like pretty integral to mm-hmm. a lot of the story parts in terms of the characters. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. it's, so what, what you, it's great. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You know, for a person that wasn't had not that they have no interest, but was kind of skeptical of whether or not I was going to play it, the fact that I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it and I'm no life again, which is not a typical Pablo thing, yeah, is is a testament to, to the game for sure, Marco. Um, so you, you, besides that. I know you're you're focusing on just Xenoblade, you know, so you're not playing anything else. So you're watching some stuff, right?
0: This is true. This is true. What are you so, watching? Talk um, to us. I figured it would fit in with our segment because both of the things I watched are from video game franchises. So, right. I checked out uh, the first episode of the Resident Evil Netflix series, and then I also watched um, the Uncharted movie that uh, dropped on Netflix um, not too long ago. So. Um, Resident Evil. Holy. (laughs) Yo, have you seen it?
1: No, I've seen the memes and I've seen how bad people are say the, the 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 show is yeah. and then I'm seeing people's like and then I'm seeing the defense of the, of the thing where it's like guys it's not that bad I'm like oh it, it's that bad huh that we got we got people out here defending <laughs> yeah. this <the> way it,
0: <laughs> dude and, and part of the reason why I waited until now was because I wanted all the dust to settle on all that you know because sometimes like I'll watch something that I, you know most people say is terrible that I actually enjoy so I, I don't like to get caught up in that kind of conversation so I like to yeah, wait sometimes sure. unless it's like something really big like seeing halo on you know a tv series and that's like all right i gotta check this out yeah um resident evil as a tv series is is just another tv adaptation that's allergic to its superior source material like (laughs) this this show goes so far out of its way to not be recognizable as resident evil that it's 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 downright baffling I mean it I'm I'm literally talking about like a teenage coming of age story. Like yeah. what is going on? Like it jumps into like between two time periods of when, you know, this these two sisters of Albert Wesker. Apparently he got kids. He got whole he got kids, kids. A whole family. They're going through things, moving into this umbrella town. And then you have like the present day stuff, which is all set in the future anyway. But like, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff and Umbrella being, you know, crazy militant and weird and uh, sinister and all that. It's a mess, dude. Like the dialogue yeah. is cringy. The CG is is, is terrible. Um, it's just bad, dude. Like Lance Reddick. I, oh, I, I, hope, I hope they had a chiropractor on set. Because he was carrying this show the entire time. I'm I'm a Lance Reddick guy. I like, uh, he's always been somebody that I like. I like when he just says the cabal in destiny. That's all I, that's all I play destiny. The cabal. (laughs) He could just stop right there. He get paid just saying that like, but this, this dude, he put in He's so good at everything he does. He put in work here and, and you could tell he's trying to do the best he can with a really bad script and story. It's, it's brutal. Um, I mean, kids breaking into the umbrella uh, facility to expose them, testing on animals. They let out one of the like the, the zombie dogs, and the kid manages to kill the dog with a, a fire extinguisher. And they cry together, and then uh, it's what what is going on? Like, it's just brutal. Um, yeah, I, I got I, hate... I got about twenty two minutes in. I know it's exactly when I stopped to press pause to find out how much of the show I had to tolerate from the first episode because I was like i don't know if i can do this I, I i was i stuck with halo for a few episodes before i knew i was out like this one yeah, i couldn't same. even get halfway through the first episode i'm like this is brutal so yeah i don't get and it i
1: hate i hate anytime any creator or anything does uh take something and i and, and look i'll just get into it right now yeah when Nolan made the the Batman films and go. he started to say, "Oh, I took uh, Tale of Two Cities as inspiration," I'm like, "How about take the comic book, motherfucker? What about, like the yeah. thing, yeah. Uh, how about, the how about that, yeah. yeah, The thing that made it made this created this thing. How about take inspiration from that? I hate when they do that shit. But you you I have I guess you they have tried a,
0: the Spencer Mansion. You could do no nobody has done the Spencer Mansion yet.
1: Yeah, no right. one's
0: done the Raccoon Police Department yet. No one yeah. has done what has worked in these games that made the games iconic yet. Like what is it with taking these licenses and saying we're just gonna be inspired by the source material? I mean, like, I'd watch a Resident Evil 4 TV show like like one for one. Immediately. and you, you know Oh my god. Like it's it's such low hanging fruit, but everybody yeah. that's touched a Resident Evil like Capcom has to really pull Resident Evil out of this. Like they got like they're doing such a great job with the games that but they can't figure out how to get any kind of film or TV adaptation to work, and, and it's been like this forever, like decades, literally. Like they gotta, yeah. they gotta, they gotta figure out what they're gonna do here. If they're gonna keep Resident Evil out there like this, or if maybe they gotta pull the plug, because I feel like it's doing it's doing more harm than good for the IP um, to yeah. continue to have like repeated, like laughably bad flops. Like not just okay, that wasn't cool, but like meme worthy flops like this is bad you can't have clones of, of albert wesker running around i got 19 lance reddicks running around there and calling that a good story you can't do that like, yeah
1: it, 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 they're doing the thing that they did back when resident evil was kind of dying off unfortunately when they did the original resident evil films mm-hmm. with that the lady from um was it what's her what's her name i forget her name anyway uh, from yeah mila jovovich like those films existed in a time where Resident Evil was pretty much at rope's end, you know, right. or was kind of dying out. And so it, it was this rather than the nothing, I guess. But now that Resident Evil is back on top. You know, it, it kind of reestablished itself as a premiere franchise. The fact that they're still pumping out these pieces of shipped films and TV shows, it, it's crazy. They had one just recently. I think it was Welcome to Raccoon City, which was a, a film yeah. that came out, I think, a year or two ago. And, you know, that was atrocious. That was genuinely a terrible thing. And so it's kind of like... <sighs> Like you said, I think it's time for Catcon to kind of be like, "All right, guys, w- w- let's go ahead and uh, we're done. Yeah. stop playing with our toy." You know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that was brutal. I didn't. I I only watched the first episode. I couldn't. Oh, and the actress. I think I think it's the same actress that's playing the chicken for spoken. She's in here.
1: Oh right. Yeah.
0: She is god awful.
1: She <laughs> oh, <no.
0: laughs> is awful. Her acting is so like her facial movement. Is so overdone. Like when she's running away from an enemy at the be a, a giant caterpillar. Let's not even get into how that happened. But running away from a giant yeah? caterpillar, and her her like running away face is like so like forcibly like uh, I'm straining that, kind of face it's so bad I hope
1: that's more I hope that's more direction like her running towards the camera and directors like hey do this face like and maybe that's what's happening because I don't think the directors of these shows are, 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 are worth their salt nah. but uh, they should have had know, they should
0: have had forespoken like dialogue there did I just run
1: away from a freaking caterpillar oh my. <laughs> God we, we don't talk about that in this episode because we don't want to uh, but also holy shit oh hey real quick I, I wanna I wanna recommend something um, for those of you looking for something to watch on Netflix that is you know within the realm of of of, of these these kind of cultural things like uh, comic books and you're not a huge fan of like let's say DC comics I recommend Sandman on Netflix mm absolutely a fantastic show it is i thought incredible about checking that show. one out yeah and it, it's a one-for-one adaptation of neil gaiman's uh graphic novel and it is perfect it is perfect it's so good so check that out
0: yeah man i might have to check that out i saw that uh mm-hmm. when i i think that's out. right yeah. up your alley actually i think yeah, it, you I think it like, like that it. quite a bit yeah, yeah. i might yeah. I might do it uh but i did watch uncharted i know we got to move on so i'll try to keep this one quick here but yeah um, a lot of people, you know, have a love-hate relationship with the Uncharted movie. A lot of people mm-hmm. swear by it. A lot of people think it's 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 terrible. Um, I'm in the middle. I'm not in the middle. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and here's here's the reason why. Uh, now, I think it's important to obviously say that when it comes to likenesses of the video game counterparts. This movie doesn't do a great job of that. It's a right. weird casting, obviously. Nobody looks like who you think they should look like based on the story, but and obviously they take liberties of kind of merging and combining different things that happen across the games into you All know them, really? one yeah. consolidated movie. Um, so it's not it's not going to necessarily f- follow things beat by beat. But I will say this: if if the Uncharted series is the summer blockbuster turn your brain off kind of kind of franchise for naughty dog. I think this was the summer blockbuster turn your brain off kind of movie. And so, I actually think the movie does a pretty good job of capturing that essence. I hate to kind of get that ethereal about it, but I I do feel like it does a really good job of capturing just the turn your brain off, suspend a little disbelief. It's going to get a little wild with some of the, you know, the things that you'll see happen, but in the end, it, it still felt like a, It still felt like Uncharted to me. I have to say, um, some of the acting isn't the best. Some of the CG isn't the best. You can tell, you're not really, you're not really dangling off an airplane at all. You you're green screening <laughs> this thing, Nate. Um, you can tell a lot of that. It's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. But I will say, um, in some ways, and I'll probably get killed for saying this, in some ways, I like the cast. In the movie, some ways I like the cast in the movies better
1: than I like the cast in the games. Yeah, you crazy, bro. And, and I say well, that be- well, well, I guess you're not crazy because I don't think the game casting. I mean, I, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: the thing is, is like especially with Nathan Drake. I like I like this Nathan Drake a little bit more, and I'm gonna get killed for that. But I, I don't yeah. I don't care at all um and and the reason why i think it's partially because of the way that they wrote the character not necessarily in terms of dialogue but just how he kind of carries on throughout the movie versus nathan drake like from the games game nathan drake is a mass murderer y'all like this man is he is the most prolific killer in human history do y'all know that like he has killed thousands and he's just this lovable clever witty banter guy and then you have this Nathan Drake to me which was more you know still has the the cleverness and the wit and the banter and all that going for him but they 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 crafted a story around him in a in a better way in my opinion so that he's not just taken out hundreds of people in in a movie like it's not it's yeah, not yeah. that kind of thing um i thought sully was an interesting pick at first um I think they leaned into the trust issues thing between him, Nate, and Chloe a little too much at times, but I thought it was cool. I, I just I didn't see anything offensive about it. I think, I think what it is is people put that franchise on a pedestal as being more deep and thought-provoking and, oh, those characters have so many dimensions, when they really never did, in my opinion. And I've been pretty vocal about that on the show's history. Um, and I think that the movie kind of captured a lot of the same things. Um, so to me, even though that the Uncharted movie doesn't, it's not a, it's not something you're always going to think about, like, oh man, that Uncharted movie. But I think if you come into it looking for just a good time kind of movie, um, with, with some things you recognize, I think you'll, I think, I I think you should be satisfied. So I don't get the hate for it. I can understand why it's a flawed movie for sure, but I think it's good. I think it's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of the character stuff, I just think that they, they had a, that they couldn't exactly pull the character out of the game into the movie just for narrative reasons as well. Like, you know, you can't have this dude just walking around and equipping to himself in a movie. It's just not going to (laughs) work. So them going younger is interesting. I think it's kind of a way to differentiate themselves from the video game franchise. Uh, I think originally the rumor, uh, not the rumor, but originally the casting was Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake and Robert De Niro as um mm-hmm. as sully which it would have been an interesting thing to to have seen but that probably seen that's probably like a whole different movie this is a, a lot more of a i think this is equal to what the game is like the game is a more of a you know fun kind of like blockbuster in right. video games and this is the the, the equivalent of that um I don't hate the casting, and most of the for me, the movie really didn't stop from being terrible was because I had the Leonardo DiCaprio meme moments where I'm like pointing at the at the TV <laughs> screen like, "Oh, that's a thing from the game. That's a thing from yeah. the game." You know, so that that was fun. Um, and my wife, who's never played an uncharted game, watched the movie and enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. She said it was like kind of Indiana Jones like, and that's kind of what the games are anyway. So I I I enjoyed that, uh, and I think that that movie works because of the tonality of the games that's why the tomb raider movies never work because mm-hmm. tomb raiders are, are a little more serious uh and so that never really works it's not as fun so yeah i think they did a pretty good job I, I don't think this i don't think this movie is is good by any stretch i don't think it's terrible i think it's a it's a fine movie that i was actually pretty surprised when i watched it how much i didn't hate it um didn't love it but it's definitely yeah. not uh the worst movie that's ever been made and it's probably in the history of things, video game adaptations, probably one of the top uh, one of the better uh, video game movies to have ever come out. Yeah, which is a lot not of money. saying much made but, a lot of money. But not even that, but quality wise. You oh, know yeah, yeah. quality wise sure. them and Sonic I think are the ones that are right there right now. So yeah, it is what it is at this point. But I I, I I'd be down to watch another one if they make one, which I, I think they will.
0: Yeah, I think they should. I think they should. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to uh, this week uh, when it comes to video games or video game related tv and film uh but that's going to go ahead and do it for loadouts this week pablo it's time to get into the new segment of the show that we call hit points for breaking news rumors and booty juice it's time for hit points all right man so um as per usual we each have our hit point news item that we're going to talk about uh pablo why don't we go ahead and kick things off with yours if that's cool with you what do you got
1: no problem. Yeah. So Microsoft and Xbox continues its world tour, speaking to the country's economic commissions. This week, it's Brazil. And there's lots to unpack here. Microfos, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft <laughs> first uh, reiterated that they have no plans to make Call of Duty exclusive to their platform, stating that it's in quote it simply would not be profitable." Unquote. Microsoft also addresses Sony's claims that about uh, Call of Duty and its insinuation of Microsoft lack uh, taking games away from players by claiming that Sony has long engaged in anti-competitive practices, hmm. mainly Sony paying blocking rights that will keep contained will, will keep certain games off of. Of xbox game pass microsoft also stated that sony's games are incoherent due to the fact that exclusivity has been at the core of their strategy to strengthen their brand how do we feel about this are sony and microsoft doing too much in the grand scheme of things <laughs> they're doing a lot
0: i don't know if it's too much yet but it's 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 trending that way um yeah i think i think that you know to me you know looking at some of the discourse online about some of this which i'm I hate that I came back to that again to hear what people are saying because mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. out there. I think um, a lot of people are kind of vilifying Sony right now for the fact that they have kind of used a anti Game Pass strategy to pay uh, you know studios and, and publishers to keep games away from the platform. Um, and it's a weird it's a weird argument to me. Um, I think in the in In a holistic sense, Microsoft made a huge move by committing to Game Pass, right? And Sony is, understandably, in my opinion, using different strategies to respond to that move. So, the fact that Microsoft is kind of crying foul publicly about it is ridiculous, Um, especially after buying out a huge publisher that has a big chunk of the market under its wing, like... Sony is fully entitled to protect their operations. (laughs) You you know, and if this is a strategy that helps accomplish that, then that's fine. I mean, look, all three companies are going to use money to make deals, whether it's an acquisition, whether it's timed exclusivity deals, whether it's a subscription service agreement or an anti-subscription service agreement. It doesn't matter. If, If anybody out there is mad at one approach and not the other, you really need to like take a look at your console bias, because you might have a little bit. Um, yeah. Because this is just the way business works. And I think in the last year or two with the acquisition stuff going on, I think a lot of people have tried to pretend like they understand the business very well. And they try to infuse this this air of righteousness into business decisions. And the two don't mix. Um, yeah. Microsoft is just as shrewd as Sony is for doing things in a certain way. So just because they blew a whistle and said, oh, Sony is not letting us build Game Pass up. I mean, what do you expect Sony to do?
1: Well, I think a lot of that comes from... This is the same commission where Sony first said that Microsoft is monopolizing the first-person genre by doing the Call of Duty. So I think this is more of a response to that. That's why I asked if we were doing too much, because I don't think Microsoft would have ever said this if it wasn't for Sony's quote-unquote striking first. I think Microsoft is... Oh, they can publicly, if they want to be upset about Sony blocking games from Game Pass. It is their core uh, kind of, uh, it is their core of what they do to stand up. beyond beyond Sony and Nintendo I also think Nintendo is completely within and Sony is completely within their right to pay uh, publishers and developers money to not go on Game Pass I mean it's a business at the end of the day you're you're out here making a business and if you feel that Game Pass is going to be detrimental to your business then you make a move based on that it's not really you know people want to sit here and be like well it's anti-consumer who cares it's what Sony needs to do in order to keep their consumers happy they're not here to 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 make make it easier for Microsoft or Nintendo's consumers, they're here to make their, whether or not they're talking about this publicly about like, oh, it's all fine, we're not gonna we're all friends here, they still want their platform to be number one they're currently the tastemakers of the uh, industry and they want to remain that way and if that takes to pay certain publishers and developers money in order for them not to release their game on Game Pass, then that's what they have to do, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, I I, I agree with you in that sense, Microsoft all this bullshit about, you know Microsoft, like, oh, it's Sony's blocking this. That's all. They're, they're all playing the game because of the commissions and everything happening. They, it's basically Microsoft's lawyers uh, trying to one-up Sony's lawyers in that sense. And that's what people are kind of getting caught up with. These are two massively successive billionaire companies out here trying to become richer and you got people who are not being paid by sony to then <laughs> be lawyer or, or xbox to be lawyers for them on, defend them on social media this is business man and i think at the end of the day microsoft can can come out and be like oh that sucks for us that sony's doing that and then sony can also both those things could be right and sony can also be like fuck you we don't release this game on game pass because it's gonna hurt us that's okay you know yeah. i think that's okay
0: yeah and and i think the other thing is like Why you know some of the complaints almost sound to me like why Sony? Why don't you let Microsoft win? Like what do you expect them to do, dog? Exactly. It's not that's not how it works. And and we also got to call out this too. Sony's taking a lot of heat for this by themselves, which I think is ridiculous because it's not like they got a gun to any guy any publisher's head saying you have to take this bag right to not put this game on game pass these companies are taking money okay so if if you got a problem with sony doing this you got to have a problem with the with these companies taking the money too and hey look it's a bidding war you want this game on game pass microsoft all right well sony says we got money to keep them from doing that so if you still want it on game pass then guess what you're gonna have to spend a little bit more a bit more money than
1: you you used to to secure that game whatever that is that's just how it goes and if you want to talk about being consumer-friendly, the onus isn't on Sony to do that. It's on the developers taking the money that are at that point then won't release on Game Pass. Like you said, th- what's, the, what's the point of a business is to make money? And if I'm a business and Sony's offering me a bag... I'm gonna take it because that is literally my function. Yes, I'm a creative entity. I'm here to create art, mm-hmm. but I'm also here to make money off that art. And if and if the art is more important to me and I want more people to experience this game, then don't take the money. I mean, that that's all it is, you know. So this this a lot of this, and, and I wanted to bring it up again because of last week. It's just a lot of this is uh, much to do about nothing, uh. But it is it is interesting though how these two companies, and because it is an unprecedented moment in, in time within the industry about you know Microsoft acquiring such a massive part of video games uh but uh it's just uh, it's just weird how these companies are going back and forth uh but it's within their right because they're our business and they want to make sure that they're doing best for their business and it's just hilarious hilarious how yeah. these uh these console warriors are right here uh, you know not they're not a ret- uh, they're not a retainer but you swear to god they were <laughs> the way they're defending these motherfuckers but yeah. Um, I, yeah i
0: mean the last thing that i'll say um if I had to choose who looks worse between the two, um, I'd probably give the nod to Microsoft. I think they're both petty right now. They both sound really petty.
1: It de- it depends on the week. Last week it was Sony it like sounds, talking it, about it kind of flip uh, flip Call of Duty. This week is Microsoft, um, yeah.
0: I think to me when you look at their their situation right now on Microsoft's side, they've had a weird week. Like they went from claiming that Activision Blizzard has absolutely no must-have games. Uh, downplaying the worldwide popularity and sales success of call of duty you you tried using hypocrisy as an argument against sony's claims against the activision deal by saying sony buys up companies too (laughs) as if as if spending 68 billion dollars is comparable to anything sony has done like you have clearly blown past what Sony's done to acquire and, and, and bring in new studios so how are you using hypocrisy as an argument and then they got mad that Sony and studios are counteracting Game Pass instead of bending the knee and just letting them have free reign um, it, to me I think that Microsoft I mean, is riding it, this I, th- I think that Microsoft is riding this wave of like feigning righteousness to the gaming community right now and so they call I mean, these kinds I, what, of things is, out as like a call to arms for people to say oh <gasps> Sony's not letting game Pass flourish and and they they want to give us this game on game Pass because they're yeah. nice to us and they love us. That's not how businesses work, man.
1: I, I still kind I do disagree though because of the fact that what is Microsoft supposed to do like I, I, they they of course they're feeling this righteousness. I'm like oh we're we're here for the consumer, but really they're there for themselves but I, I for me, it's more like Microsoft has to talk themselves up. And they have to protect the acquisition they're going to make, and so they're going to talk that shit about. Oh, they don't have any must-have games. It's bullshit. Everybody knows it's bullshit, but it's something that they have to do. Like in the other end, Sony was talking, uh, talking up Call of Duty like if it was like the only game that exists in the world. Like it, it, it's it behooves them to do that because they don't want to lose that. They don't want Microsoft to control that. So I get it, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that Microsoft looks any worse than than Sony in that. It's a business and they're making business choices with with language and, and the way they're talking about these into these specific commissions based on specific questions. Uh, so it, it, it I think really they both look petty and they both look dumb, but that's kind of like par for the course. Any other acquisition that you've seen out there, you've seen these crazy wild claims by one another because they just want to make that purchase they want to be like oh yeah that, that company it's nothing I mean we're just doing if we're mm. doing them a favor you know that, that kind of stuff but I I, uh, I see your point I just don't specifically agree that Microsoft looks any worse than Sony I just think they both look silly until this is all done and over with and anybody will stop talking about it which I hope is soon uh, yeah. I don't know well, we'll see
0: besides that Nintendo meanwhile is dog walking both yep, of these hoes <laughs> and don't even know what day of the week it is huh
1: yeah yeah they're like what's today they're Um, like
0: what's a microsoft (laughs) sounds small and soft (laughs) uh yeah it's episode 69 you guys um all right man uh let's move on to the second hit point news item speaking of nintendo uh they held a 30 minute direct for splatoon 3 this past wednesday In it, we were giving an uh, in-depth overview of the game's new city, weapons, modes, stages, customization options, story mode, characters, and events, just to name a few. Uh, Pablo, now that we have seen what Splatoon 3 has to offer, uh, what's our impressions of the game so far? And do we think that Nintendo has yet another hit on their hands this year?
1: Yeah, I think they do. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who, who love Splatoon, uh, and Splatoon 2 was awesome. Uh, the first Splatoon was pretty good. Splatoon 2 was just, uh, like, leaps and bounds. And Pl- Splatoon 3 looks like it's building on, on the success of 2. I mean, everything that they've talked about, there's lots of content with the traditional turf wars and other online modes that were interesting. The Salmon Run shit looks dope. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a particularly huge fan of the wave-based stuff, other than the than the stuff from Gears of War. But that, this looks interesting. I, I, I do like, I do like the, I like it. Um, I like what they're doing with with, with it. Uh, the single player puzzle leaf platformer stuff is back, which I really enjoyed in, in Splatoon Two. Uh, has that same charm to it. Um, you know, the gameplay looks about the same, but, you know, any kind of real changes would probably come out in terms of when we, when we play with it hands-on to see exactly what's changed, how, how it feels, if it feels any better. Uh, but it stance. I love everything I see. I think free map updates is great. Um, I think that the only thing that I'm kind of less of a fan of is the catalog stuff, which is uh, comes out every three months for the next two years, which looks like it's going to be... Things that you purchase. I don't know. There's in game. No, currently.
0: no. I think that's the free content that's coming in the two year roadmap. And then they're going to have a paid DLC, kind of like what they did with uh, Splatoon cause I, 2.
1: I thought, because I thought what they said was like the catalogs so of you buy stuff off the catalog. And they didn't really specifically say how you buy that. And I guess the the interpretation of that based on some of the rumors was that that's the microtransaction portion of it. Oh, uh, no, the I'm not catalog sure. stuff. But, but it doesn't seem to be like. Necessary. It's like more mostly cosmetic right, stuff. It's right. like their version of maybe a loot box or something of that sort. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not sure on that. But I do love the outright commitment of two years. Whether to that, to at the very least, the game's going to be supported for those two years. I hope we get some of those versus drops from a couple years ago. Those were good, like ketchup versus mayonnaise or whatever. Like, oh yeah, no, the spl- um, like yeah. That. Those are like yeah. the splat fests. The splatfest, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, every, everything I see, uh, I saw looked great. I think the addition of Salmon Run kind of sets the game apart a little bit. But uh, if it didn't, br- if it didn't broke, don't fix it. And I do like the new stuff, like the the rolling, the new rolling off the paint, the the one shot climb uh, off the side of the wall stuff, like the little gameplay implementations that are really interesting that I think are going to make the game a lot more fun to play. And it looks a little faster too. Um, yeah from what i saw
0: yeah um yeah dude this one looks uh pretty good this is like i hate to like throw overwatch in the conversation like this but this the the progression from two to three for for splatoon is kind of what i hoped overwatch one and two would be like um because it 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 retains the familiarity but it's adding so many small but important quality of life improvements and new weapons and modes and and maps and features that it still feels fresh um and so when i saw what they were showing in this direct i just couldn't help but feel like man they've really they've really like doubled down on building off of everything that works about this this um this formula like two to me was like the fully realized version of splatoon one and this feels like a to me it feels like a sequel some people don't feel that way though uh some people feel like this feels as if it's like more dlc like a 2.5 you know how that argument always comes up um i I don't see that
1: as it's the same as like the next call of duty where the the core gameplay is the same yeah and kind of like this hub world that stuff the, the way you go through different little areas is the same but it's a sequel out now out. i mean yeah new city new hub world new maps it's all new like yeah. it's that the argument is so tired
0: yeah no I, I agree um no but i think this looks incredible i think nintendo is having a really good year um overall um yeah it, i don't think anything will touch what they were doing in 2017 2018 per se but um this year has been surprisingly good and we're still waiting on bayonetta 3 we're still waiting on the new pokemon so there's still there's still some stuff we got to wait you know and see what happens but like if this if this really delivers i think the key is going to be online in making sure that's a stable environment um usually splatoon is pretty good in that area um but it's always a little tricky with multiplayer shooter type of things because you know coordinating with with friends and stuff can be a bit of a mission because of Nintendo's infrastructure but um, I think what's there in terms of functionality modes um, meta gameplay and style Uh, this game is just the style in this game is just it it, I love it I love it this it's got so much character and they know how to build on it just the perfect way Um, I think this game has everything that I was looking for and then some so I'm I'm all the way in on this
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. It it looks it looks just as good as two, and yeah. it, it has all the new polish and everything that you want. You new know, new game, new single player, mm-hmm. new mode, all uh, with, with Salmon Run. I how, what was your opinion on Salmon Run? Because it doesn't look like you're very much into that. Um, I mean, they had stuff like that um
0: in two, but it I think they just they were it was pretty like surface level. I guess was the thing that that kind of bothered me yeah. about it last time around. So. I'm interested like, in it. Yeah, I just want to make sure that they have a little bit more going on there to make it worth doing. Because it, you have to decide like, would I rather just play a regular multiplayer match, or would I rather go do that, and yep. kind of just feel okay about it. Like, so I think it wasn't the best use of my time when I was playing the game, basically. So I'm always a little on the fence about that.
1: Yeah, they're. Always, I think they're trying to cover all bases. Yeah. Like, a single player experience, a co-op, co-op mm-hmm. experience, and a multiplayer experience, which is which is good. I I, I think uh, that's a really a rounded game uh, when you in- incorporate the three pillars of 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 gameplay, you know, yeah, single player, co op, and, and multiplayer. So that's pretty dope. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, so we have our predictions for that game. Just as a reminder, uh, Pablo has an eighty four Open Critic prediction for Splatoon three. I've got an eighty seven. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident in my eighty seven right now after what I saw, but we'll see what happens uh, when it yeah. drops shortly. Uh, but that's gonna do it for this week's segment of hit points Pablo it is time to get to the main event of the cool down time podcast and we call that the checkpoint chat It's time for
1: the checkpoint chat
0: All right so Pablo it's been a lot of delays man uh, a lot of a lot of games slipping tripping falling into 2023 <laughs> We got to talk about it man um you know we touched on it a little bit we alluded to it earlier in the episode Um, But despite 2022 being a good year, some of the bigger games that we've been looking forward to that we thought would come out uh, this year has unfortunately uh, been delayed to next year. And so what we've decided to do is we're going to hand out F's to each and every one of them, uh, quite literally. Uh, We're going to go through every game that has been delayed to 2023, and we're going to issue one of three different ratings to basically... Describe whether we think that these games are in good shape, bad shape, or a complete dumpster fire. Pablo, why don't you go ahead and, uh, if you don't mind, rattle off to me what our three different choices are for each game.
1: Uh, three S are going to be fine, mm. faulty, mm-hmm. and f. Mm-mm.
0: Okay, um, yeah, and, and basically, what each of those mean is uh, if, if we if we say. Uh, you know, the game is, we think the game is in good shape they just needed more time to polish it or fully realize the vision. Then we'll give it the first one. Um, faulty is, you know, we think there's probably some issues going on with the development of the game. Um, they don't want it to come out in bad shape. So it's kind of not perfectly okay, but they got some things to work on. And then the last one is obviously all hell's breaking loose out there. And, uh, we think that the game is in, in awful shape. Uh, And so we're going to, you know, issue one of those three grades to each of the games that have been delayed to 2023. And Pablo, why don't we start off with what is probably arguably one of, if not the most high profile delay uh, to 2023. Uh, And Let's talk about Starfield first. So, Pablo, when you think about the delay and you think about the status of the game and what went on, uh, what is your F that you're going to issue out for this one?
1: Starfield is going to get, for me, a faulty. Um, yeah, I came away from the Starfield uh, showcase pretty positively. I Obviously, if you saw that the game had some issues, some frame rate, some drab colorization, other things that I'm pretty sure can be easily fixed uh but i do think that there's something there uh because this was a a tentpole microsoft first party game pass pillar like you know this was like like two like last year when it no two years ago when it was halo got delayed if it got delayed that means there's a problem i don't think that this this game has been dubbed development so long i don't think that it's you know i don't think it's uh, fucked, but I do think that it's it's faulty. There's something there that they're, they're, they want some more time to fix, and I, and I hope that they do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, faulty for me.
0: Yeah, actually, I got the same one. Um, to me, I, I think that the game is probably going to end up fine, but I just can't help but feel like it's going to be a road to get there. And I think the game yeah. is, uh, I, if I had to pick, you know, kind of how I think the game's going to come out, I think it's going to come out in kind of a rough-ish shape despite the delay, um, yeah, because I just think there's so much game here, and I think it's inevitable that there's going to be problems. Um, I think performance is where I'm the most concerned. Um, I'm not even entirely sure if they're going to have like HDR or anything for this, too. I think they're just going to try to get this to be stable, um, and that's about it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if a good portion of what they're working on is probably more optimization. Yeah. Especially when you think about the Series S, like that's that's got to be a mission for them uh, to get well, that looking yeah. okay. But yeah. um, that's probably where I would say most of it. Most of my concern is is just the optimization of the game and making sure that it's not the Bethesda jank uh situation too much i think some of it's just unavoidable because of the scope of the game yeah,
1: that source that source 2 engine greatly exaggerated it's a it's a modified source uh one engine yeah. um i think if this game would have been delayed to like the last like an undisclosed time in 2023 i probably would have gone more with fucked but because of the fact that um it's you know it's 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 coming out of the first half it's only a few months delay uh that it gets the faulty. But man, if, if they're delaying this game, that means there's something. There's got to be something. It can't yeah. be fine. There's got to be something. Yeah, no, Got
0: to be, nah. gotta be something for sure. Uh, Pablo, let's keep it in the Bethesda camp one more time and let's talk about Redfall up next. Um, give it an F, man. What do you got?
1: Yeah, my Redfall uh, rating is going to be fine. I think this mm. is a domino effect from Starfield. Uh, this game is what it is. I, I think that they have a pretty. Uh, they have a pretty good like mindset as to what the game is. They 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 said that a lot of the mission, all that is complete, content complete. Uh, and I think the core, graphics, gameplay, all that stuff is pretty much ready to go. At least from what we've seen. I think being that with Starlight being delayed, I don't think Microsoft wanted to have only Redfall as their premier Game Pass exclusive game. So it's kinda like, all right, let's just go ahead and, and let's let's call 2022 let's call it now it's a wash for us and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of push out redfall in tandem with with uh with starfield as one of the games like okay redfall might not be for everybody but now we got our big uh rpg coming so i think that's why they delayed it so with that i'm going with with fine before i
0: get my rating i just want to acknowledge that you did at one point say starlight uh someone likes the boys <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, I i'm actually gonna I don't go like starlight though uh yeah i'm not a big fan of her either uh i'm going with faulty on this one actually um and i think i think part of this is is due to the fact that it takes a lot of hard work to get these types of games balanced and tuned the right way for uh co-op settings um everything from netcode to basic enemy animations and and, uh ai logic and those types of things like that those things are not easy to do and so because arcane is relatively new to this type of thing um i would expect there to have been some kind of growing pains uh throughout the development of this game to make sure those things are all done well um, now, have I seen anything to quantify that? No, because we haven't really seen a lot of the game. But yeah. I, I will say in, in watching the intro or the, uh, the debut of that game, some of the animations and movements in, in AI looked a little bit little bit brain dead uh, in some respects. So I'm, I'm a little concerned that they don't have um, the right kind of balancing act of difficulty right now. So I wouldn't be surprised If most of what they're trying to do over these next few months is, um, you know, internal testing to get the right difficulty to make sure the net code is good, make sure, you know, there's not going to be a lot of problems like there were with Deathloop, for instance, where it took three minutes to find a a match to jump into. Like, not to say that those are one for one, but just, you know, understanding this is a new thing for Arcane and that it's probably going to come with some challenges that they're not used to um coming from yeah. just um you know immersive sims in the past so i'm gonna say faulty yeah. but i'm not it's not like a bad bad faulty it's more of like working the kinks out and figuring out how to make these mm. these uh pve games the right way um for yeah. them
1: and I, I agree with you on on all that no my only thing is is i don't think that none of that's going to get fixed in what they're doing now i think that's going to be like all right now we got the players and now they're telling us hey what, what right. is gonna of balance course. and what doesn't they balance so, yeah. yeah yeah
0: for sure um let's go and move on to ubisoft with their uh can we call this highly anticipated i don't even know uh avatar frontiers of pandora pablo talk to me man what 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 effort you giving this one
1: yeah this one is getting easily a uh all right (laughs) listen um i i think that um This game, the rumors and reports were that the game looks beautiful, but that they had not figured out the gameplay, which, you know, is kind of important in a video game. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that they not only delayed this to 2023, but possibly delayed it deeper into 2023 and even maybe even 2024 just shows you that this game... Had never had any business of being announced for this year at all. They are, and even if they thought they would have been finished, the fact that they need another year almost of development just goes to show how much this game is in trouble, uh, in every, in every way. I mean, look, they're 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 coming out with a licensed game, in, in on a year, which is 2022. That finally, the next Avatar movie is going to drop, and they're going to miss that because this game is not ready. Like they can't even send this game out at a rough shape because it's, it's possibly unplayable it's just the easily easily the the, the biggest the, the easiest one to pick for me was this one is fucked <laughs>
0: well i didn't go that far uh i i have it as faulty um the only reason why i'm saying faulty and, and because everything you said i do agree with in terms of like not only what we heard uh, you know in terms of rumors about the development but just the overall, like, missing the mark with, you know, syncing up with the film. I, I I think that Ubisoft is realizing, even despite what they're saying outwardly, I think they know they're on the ropes. And they're not doing very well. Uh, and, and they've okay. lost a lot of player and community confidence. So I could see them really kind of almost in a similar fashion to what they're doing with uh, GTA 6 on Rockstar side, where there's, like, kind of an all-hands-on-deck thing. I can see them doing something in the ballpark of that with this game to to get it over the hump.
1: Uh and work out if you, and work it, out what's wrong with it. But if it needs all that, that that means that it is in pretty like rough well, shape. Well, no? I think
0: sure, but I but I guess what I'm saying is I think they'll figure out a way to pull through that in the end. Yeah. Um I don't think they I don't think this game is probably going to end up being great. But I think Ubisoft right. knows how to um dust the turd enough to kind of fool some people and, and be and be yeah, all right. right like make an all right game i think i think if your expectations are that this game is going to end up just all right then and that's kind of where i'm at with it and i i think faulty is probably the best rating for me um i'm not, okay. I'm not quite ready to think it's a dumpster fire yet until we hear unless we hear something new uh, in the future but yeah. that's what i got um mm-hmm. let's head over to square and let's talk about final fantasy 16 pablo what do you think
1: yeah this game is fine I mean technically the game did have a 2020 release window but that was never really specifically set in stone um when they delayed it or when they announced it that's what they said yeah that we we had planned for 2022 but it's going to be 2023 um the Sony exclusive title I think Sony's taking their time and so is Swaynex the to they want to get this one right this is their this is their uh this is a, a mainline Final Fantasy game uh coming out in the summer 2023 now this is fine. There's the, I, I, nothing that I saw from this seemed to be in any way shape or form like in trouble, you know, everything we heard was that the game was in final stages of polish uh for it to come out this year so the fact that it is, is in that stage of extra polish and still coming out next next year giving him extra time i think this game is fine i think they just really want to they want to release this game without any issues you know have a smooth launch and i think that's exactly is what's going to happen here this is this is i'm very confident about this game I, and i don't i can't think of any time a final fantasy game has come out regardless of what you think about of the quality of the game that came out and it's like oh this plays terribly or this is a technical mess that's never been the case for a final fantasy game i don't think it's going to start now well maybe a little bit for final fantasy 15 but mm. it wasn't like terrible yeah
0: Um, yeah, I'm with you on this one. Um, I think this game is fine and I think this game is fine. Um, it's, it looks so good. It looks so good. Um, and you know, I think Square has done a tremendous job of incubating this game, keeping it under wraps, working on it and not revealing too much too soon to kind of tamper with people's expectations. I think they've done a really good job of just doing their thing. And making sure this game is right and it's ready, and it's not going to come out with all these caveats and a litany of issues. Um, I don't expect perfection out of it, but I I do certainly think that they have um, not only proven that they can make um, this game great, but I think just based off of what they were able to do with Final Fantasy uh, fourteen and re- resuscitating that game uh, narratively and and in so many other ways having having homeboy on this project is uh only going to bode well. So I don't really think there's anything to worry about here. Uh I think this game is is doing fine. Um Pablo, let's move on to the next game. Uh up next we have a game called Season: A Letter to the Future. So Pablo, uh give me an F for this one. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I'm actually on uh for <laughs> for this one, um, I just think that honestly, when you look at the history of the game itself and everything that's gone with the development team during the development of this game, uh, I've seen the the fact that uh, it's there's huge issues with uh, with culture or, or with work uh, culture and basically just. Terrible place to work, it seems like. And so that does affect the game in, in a lot of ways. And the fact that this game was already in trouble uh, early on and kind of find his, found its way again, and the fact that they had a delay seemingly out of nowhere, I, I just don't think this game is ready for prime time. I think there's a lot to be uh, done for the game still. So I'm going with fucked here. Um,
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Faulty, um, not to play down anything that has been kind of, uh, revealed about the company culture there or anything. I, I, I hate to say it, but normally when, when there's problems with like culture, um, you don't really feel the effects of that in a, in a really bad way until sometimes like the next game that they do the next project. So I, I think they probably, I think they'll figure out a way to get to the finish line with this one. Uh, despite some of the internal problems, Um, But it's certainly not, you know, I'm not giving a faulty rating because I, you know, condone or, you know, I think it's cool to, you know, what's what's going on behind the scenes there. I just think that they'll figure out a way to get this project done and and wrapped up. But moving forward post this game, I think they're going to have a lot of uh, really big issues they're going to have to resolve um, and probably a lot of turnover uh, to deal with because of what's been going on, too. So I'm going to say faulty on that one. Um, But still an interesting game. I'm still interested in this one. It's not talked about a lot. Um, but I, I've, I've had my eye on this one for a little while too. Um, let's move on. Marvel's Midnight Suns. Pablo, this, been, this has been getting delayed. This is Delay McGee right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you got for this one? Talk to me.
1: Uh, actually, I have I have it under fine. I, I think that the first delay uh, was probably a polished thing, but this delay to me seems more like Marvel giving Fraxis more time like they really want Midnight Suns to be the best kind of the best game it possibly could be within this genre they already had a failure and and disappointment with Avengers and I feel like Marvel wants to give devs more time to be as perfect as possible with their uh with their license uh you know Fraxis is an elite studio making this type of the, the type of game that it's known for uh and has its Marvel license there so I really do think it's more delayed just to just to the quality of the game overall quality i think that everything about the game is set in term. they've had a big they had a huge overview of what the game is with the card system with what you know with, with the relationship system they had an overview and they showed all that and that looked all ready to go i just think that they're trying to really uh, have this game come out at a perfect time with the marketing but also give for access all the time they need to to, to make a a, a well polished, uh, tactics game the way that they're they're known to make. So that's why I have it under fine.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 kind of the complete. I I don't think it's fine. I don't think it's fault. I think this game is a disaster ho. Um, I, it, and here's why. I I think um, I think they seem a bit out of their element right now, to me. Uh, and this is just you know speculation, obviously, but. To me, I think for Axis and anytime you work with a license like Marvel, um, the stakes are higher. There's a lot more eyes and ears tuning into what you're doing. And for a company like this, who's who's kind of coming off the heels of a very legendary cult classic kind of franchise with XCOM, I wouldn't even say cult classic. It's just kind of a classic to a lot of people. Um, Going from that to Marvel is a hell of a jump because not only are you trying to maintain what you're trying to do as a as a rts studio predominantly but now you have a whole new audience of people that probably don't play these kinds of games and now you got to figure out a way to do what you do without watering it down for your hardcore fans and you got to figure out how to also make it accessible to people that just like marvel games and want to play as their favorite superheroes i think that's a tall order and um from what the delays have have said to me personally is just like we don't really know if we got the right formula yet. Like uh, there was rumors of like um, some type of overhaul to the gameplay at one point or, or something to that effect. Yeah,
1: I, but but something else came out saying that that was not true. That it's, was uh, an exaggeration. Uh, who knows? That there was some card system that they were changing. It's,
0: it's Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know for sure one way or the other, but you know, the delays to me spoke volumes to me in terms of like, we still need yeah. to, figure out how to make this work in some kind of way. So I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's looking too good for this game right now personally. I hope not. I hope that Foraxis has a, a good mainstream hit to kind of you know give them a shot in the arm they've kind of been a little a little on the quiet side a little dormant um, somewhat um, in, in, the, in the past few years but um, it's just been a weird project. I, I just don't know how else to say it. it's just been too weird for me to feel confident in them at all. Um, but let's move on. Uh, speaking of weird, this game is pretty weird from what we've seen of it. Very little of it, that is. Uh, but we have uh, yeah. Capcom's game Pragmata, um, which was debuted, I think, a few years ago at this point. Uh, it's the one that kind of looked like the the dude, the astronaut guy from H- Hideo Kojima's uh, like, logo for his studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a weird-looking game, and we haven't seen or heard from it from a, for a while, but uh, we know that it got delayed. So Pablo talked to me about how you feel about this one,
1: yeah, pragmat is also a game that I put uh as far uh I just don't <laughs> think that this game is um I don't know what this game is. They have really barely shown it. Uh, you know, they gave it a release date very early on, like two years ago, saying it was going to come out this year. And then this year comes around, and no word about the game. Nothing really much shown, and then it just gets delayed. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know they know what they have on on hand here. It just, it just seems like a, it seems like a weird. Uh, uh announcement anyway and that just never went away like the, the weirdness of this game and, and what exactly it is and, and what they're trying to do i mean I, I, I correct me if i'm wrong but there's been no gameplay no. about this right no 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 real details as to what this game is uh at, other than some some sci-fi uh, bullshit so I, I don't i'm not sure what they what this game is what they want to do with it they don't they haven't talked about it they just delayed it there's there, i mean there's nothing that screams like good about what's happening with Pragmata. so i don't think that this game is uh in a good way right now
0: yeah i'm with you on on this one too i agree um i think i think part of it is like it reminds me of like the early days of ghostwire tokyo you know it's like this looks weird and interesting but also kind of lame i don't know what this is what is the gameplay like like it it feels a lot like that to me um and it, it just you know like Capcom's gotten a little quirky again, low key, like they, their, uh, exo primal game to me is like the prime example of that. No pun intended, but this one too, like, it's like, how did this get greenlit and what are they, what are they trying to do here? Like, what is this? Um, and I, I just never got the impression that even they know what this is going to be. It just seemed like a cool yeah. looking art, like, you know, a cool looking sci-fi thing, um, that had a bunch of weirdness and obscure stuff going on in the trailer that, felt like a knockoff of a kojima productions type of thing and it just yeah. it, it didn't hit with me so i think the, uh, this one is weird i don't i don't even know if it's coming out next year i'd be shocked um they i don't know if this game's coming
1: out it, at all honestly i wouldn't be shocked if it gets canceled maybe out right.
0: who knows but yeah i, I definitely I'm, I'm with you on this one 100 uh let's move on to the next game on our list which is suicide squad kill the justice league pablo give it an f
1: yeah I think it's fine uh, I, I think it's okay Rocksteady has been working on this game for years uh, with Gotham Knights coming uh, in the second half of this year I don't think that WB Interactive was gonna was ever going to publish two AAA DC games back to back you know it, this is a, a, a outstanding studio in Rocksteady with the games they made it has been seven years since Arkham Knight but I think that they I think that this game from what they've shown tonality uh, like story gameplay I think they know what this game is uh, and I I think it's ready to go. I just think that they want this game more than, than in terms of when WB Interactive, when they look at their prime premiere studio making like the the DC games, it is Rocksteady. It isn't their WB uh, branch because of the fact that they did uh, the other Batman game that's not loved, which I think is fine. Uh, and then the Rocksteady is the one, that, the, the darling there when it comes to uh, developing these games. Uh, but I think it's fine. I, I, I think within the grand scheme of things, uh, this game is 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 gonna be ready for next year, and whether it's good or not, I don't know. But I think that it's it's gonna be the game that they want it to be. Um. Uh, so yeah, that's a find for me. Um, I'm going with faulty here.
0: Um, I think I think Rocksteady has kind of been a little weird to me in the last couple years. Like they've been quiet for a long time. Like yeah, ever since the Batman trilogy wrapped up. I they've been kind of just to me just kind of dangling in the wind, man. Like we've heard rumors of them working on other projects that got flat out canceled, or they were proposing I think Superman. They were
1: working a Superman, Superman thing
0: like. at one point. Like I'm really worried that they are a one trick pony. Um, even though I think Kill the Justice League looks interesting, I think the problem that they have, at least to me, is can you do something different? um that still works you know Rocksteady had a formula with Arkham games they they capitalized on that built on that um and some would even argue that the last game I actually don't remember the name of the last one uh Arkham Knight yeah some would argue that one was kind of um not as good uh as the second game even the first game so it wasn't it you know so what is their trajectory you know, are they on the up and up? Are they kind of fumbling in the dark right now? Like what's going on? So I I think they probably ran into some problems here. Um, it seems like they've been doing that just across the board with the stuff they got, you know, nixed in this one. Uh, so I, I'm not confident. I'm not confident, but I'm not quite ready to say it's a total disaster. So I got it at faulty.
1: Yeah, I'm not confident the game's gonna be good or, or great either. Like you know, because Arkham Knight, you know, it looks like there some diminishing returns there. Because Arkham Knight was, I think, terrible. Mm. I, I I didn't like that game at all. Um, so yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if a Squad comes out, Kill the Justice League, and it's just as bad as Arkham Knight. But whether or not it's it's what they're doing and 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 it, what they think is good or isn't good, I think that's you know that's on them. But I do think that. with with, i think the game has been done for five years i think with five years of development at this point i I think they're pretty much they know what they're doing with this game whether or not we'll like it that's a whole different thing yeah
0: yeah but we'll see what happens uh Mm. up next we have stalker 2 heart of chernobyl um pablo talk to me man what do you
1: think yeah i'm kind of sidestepping a little bit here well let me give you my thing I, i have it under fine um Obviously it's things are not fine in Ukraine you know like they're being currently invaded by Russia so holy shit right a lot of the development team that's on uh, on Soccer 2 some of them went to war, you know, for, for Ukraine. So in that aspect, of course, it's not fine. But I'm talking about the game itself. I think that the game was pretty much ready for earlier this year, but then they probably had to take some of the NFT shit out, and they delayed it in December to later on. Um, and so now it was coming out this year, and obviously with everything that was happening in Ukraine. They've delayed it as such. I think that the game, whatever this game is, I think it's ready to go uh, in many aspects. I think they're in the whole kind of fine-tuning it, uh, phase and they've started again on 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 it so we'll see it next year i I think it's fine i just think unfortunately they had to stop working on it because (laughs) shit was going down you know but in terms of the game itself i I think it's i think it's i think it's gonna be okay i think it is in in good hands for whatever this is uh yeah
0: man in in previous episodes of the show when we talked about the whole nft thing and the delays and stuff pre- you know, invasion stuff. I mean, I was pretty low on the game uh, for a while, especially with the rollout in the beginning of showing people teeth. And, you know, this is what teeth look like in our game, right guys. Don't you want this? Like it was just a bizarre rollout to begin with. And so um, I was never really fully confident in this game. So I'm actually going to go with faulty for my, for my choice. Um, The whole NFT thing to me was just obnoxious because their justification at the time was, you know, um, it's not going to be an intrusive thing. And we're still our top priority is the game itself. It's not on NFTs. And then a couple of weeks later, actually, we need time. Uh, and this was before yeah, the invasion yeah. stuff was going on. So I, I, I can't I mean, I understand and I and I empathize with them because of what they're going through uh, now with the Russia invasion. It's it's awful and it's horrible. And I wish the best for everybody there. But the problems didn't start then. Um, I think that there were a lot of other things going wrong with the way that game had been developed. And um, I think they've got an upward climb to get out of this one. It's not impossible. Um, The the game does have potential from what we'd have seen of it. Um, I think there was like an eight minute um, gameplay thing back in uh, a previous Xbox showcase. It
1: was the the intro of the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it looks, it looks all right. Um, But I think they've run into a few too many problems pre-invasion that made it hard to believe in this game all the way and obviously what's going on post-invasion or during it really um doesn't make it much easier uh for me to be confident uh, on yeah. this one so i'm gonna say faulty um but let's move on to the next game uh i guess in a similar sort of vein uh
1: we have replaced um yeah what i got I got faulty uh for a place I think for all the same reasons, but this is a much smaller studio working on a much on a much smaller title a game that looked really cool, but we really haven't seen much of it uh other than when it was first announced so you know. Couple that with the fact that I don't even know if it was going to come out this year anyway uh, before everything went down over there. Uh, So I I have it under... I had it under fucked, but then I thought about it. It's like, you know, I'm going to go with faulty because of the fact that it is also a smaller game. And so maybe it was further along than I thought it would, it, it, it was. So, but yeah, ultimately I went faulty. Um, I do think that, um, there are some issues here based on the fact that we've barely seen the game and then that everything that's happened. Uh, you know, adding a lot of, a lot of, uh, unfortunate, uh, bullshit to, to the mix is, is, is not conducive to a creative environment. So, um, I, I don't know if a place is going to be able to, um, overcome this i hope they do shit of course i mm-hmm. do but just based on what i see
0: yeah mm-hmm. i mean another invasion related you know setback uh for this game yeah um it's tricky it's tricky it always is tricky because um you hope for the best for the people first uh and, and obviously yeah, the game yeah. can be whatever um but this was a game that i was excited about man it reminded me a lot of the game the other game that never came out the last night which was like another 2d cyberpunk yeah. kind of thing too Um, I'm going to go with faulty here. Uh, I think that, um, I think that the game isn't big enough in scale to the point where you got to be really worried about putting it all together. Um, it, it seems like it's like a typical indie game, uh, from what we've seen. So I don't think that it's going to be a pain like a Stalker 2 will, which is a much bigger project. But I do think they're running into yeah. some problems, uh, obviously, for for a multitude of reasons here. Um, but uh, this game is still one that I have my eye on that I really hope uh, turns out well. And uh, you know, I'm just going to go with uh, Faulty for my choice here. Uh, let's keep it moving and let's talk about Arc Raiders as the next game on our list of 2023 delays. Pablo, give it an F.
1: Yeah, my F is f- um, it's a smaller studio working on an overly ambitious game <laughs> that was set to release this year that we knew very little about already concerning. And then the fact that they're working on three games at the same damn time. And I don't think that Ark Vaders is the game that we think it is, and I don't think it's the game that they want it to be. Uh, you couple that with the fact that they're actually using a large amount of, of of AI learning to develop the game, for it to kind of develop its assets for it. I, I think that this game... Showed really well, you know, w- with the trailer. I thought it looked super interesting. It's one of those kind of like, oh shit, I, th- th- I never heard of this game. This looks really awesome. I just don't think this is the game that people think it is, and I think that they know that, and uh, they're just went ahead and delayed it. I mean, it's I, I have no confidence in this game uh, being good. Uh, let alone now you're you're delaying it, just kind of confirms those um, those worries that I had. So yeah, that's my rating for it. Wait, oh, I'm sorry, which, which rating was it?
0: Fuck, <laughs> you have to say it like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually with you on that though. Um, yeah, I, I got the same one. To me, like yeah. this was one of those games. and I, I was like, what is this one again? Like I couldn't even remember what this game was when yeah. I saw it on our list, and then I looked it up. And I'm like, oh yeah, like this is the free to play. Uh, cooperative shooter thing it's like oh yeah those usually turn out well um yeah I mean I think this is just free-to-play itis you know like it's it's let's scrounge together something we hope is going to be a hit that probably isn't going to be ready to go it's going to probably be half cooked when it comes out and it, it's just I don't know nothing about it really um you know I, I thought the trailer like the, the reveal was cool but there was just the, that, that looming cloud of like uh, free to play, you know. So what does that mean in terms yeah, of the yeah. quality? And, you know, nine times out of ten, it, it's these games usually come out pretty rough. And so uh, to me, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just going to be kind they of a just, mess.
1: I almost feel like these games want to come out. and 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 just live off the hype for the first couple of months to make some money like rumble verse rumble verse just came out yesterday and i dabbled in that for like five minutes and i guess i get the appeal but i also get this that kind of almost feels like again it's going to die really soon but it's going to be really popular for a while like multiverses it's going to be really popular for the first couple of months they're going to make a lot Mm -hmm. of money off of it up front and then goodbye we're done that's what I feel like our creators just kind of screams to me like just another one of those games, people trying to to get a game to make money so then they can make the project that they really want. That's a good point. That's a, good point. Here. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on up next. We have for spoken the game uh, that is exclusive yeah. to the PlayStation uh, brought to them by square. It's been delayed to 2023 Pablo. And your thoughts are
1: what? Um I had this under Fine, and then that little trailer came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tweet. I'm at faulty. Yeah, I'm at fault. Yeah, I'm at faulty. I look, I I'm gonna take my personal feelings away from the game itself. I have to be fair to what we're doing here in that sense, but I think Forspoken Development is 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 doing okay. I'm sure there there are some issues that I'm sure that, that 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 came up uh and why it was easier for Sony and Square to kind of like delay the game but ultimately i think that the delay of the game is more or less about playstation not wanting one of their new exclusive ips to go head to head with thor i'm with thor jesus christ (laughs) with god of war ragnarok which thor is in Um but i think that's the the main reason behind that I, i think they want to give that game the best possible chance to succeed uh and you know the Square Enix lineup is jam-packed. They have Triangle Strategy already, Strangers in Paradise, Live Alive, uh, Valkyrie, Elysium, Star Ocean, The Divine, Fo- uh, Divine Force, Harvestella, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, Reunion. They're, they're, they're fine. You know, they don't need this game to come out uh, right now. So I think with, with Sony um, also having their biggest game of the year coming, that, that that's probably the reason for the delay, uh, but... I don't know if they're going to figure out that dialogue. I don't know if they're going to figure out that story. I don't know if they're going to figure out, you know, I don't know how they're going to make this game not just horribly offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think it's faulty in that sense. I think everything else is probably set as to what they want. Um I don't think there's any like major issues that's gonna that, that the game is un, not functional. I just think that there are a whole bunch of people who wrote this game who had no business writing it. And that's probably gonna be a problem in terms of overcoming that.
0: Maybe if this game was called Thor Spoken, I'd like it. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Man, I, these F's that we have to choose from aren't aren't cutting it for me. I'm almost gonna go with freaking what? <laughs> <That's> my, <laughs> freaking I'm what go with that. Um nah you're gonna go with n nani, nani. um <laughs> 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 no uh, nah, i this is a disaster to me uh i i you know and i was on the show talking about the sony factor too and them just kind of saying hey why don't, why don't y'all just relax for a couple more months i i agree with that too but we saw some gameplay of this um i think when i saw it it was like leaked gameplay footage this thing looked pretty rough um it yeah. just seemed like it was one of those let's make it open world for the sake of being open world kind of looking things. Uh, it looked like it was more trying to look dazzling than it was trying to look like it had depth. And yeah. man, everything we've seen in this game cinematically is just a nightmare. I think I think we're all kind of holding out some level of hope that there's going to be some kind of rewrite to the script. I don't think that's going to happen at this point. I think what's what's done is no. done. Um and obviously that actor's moved on to other bad projects like Resident Evil if it's the same <laughs> person. Uh, so she's ruining other IP as well. Uh just fine. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think that Square um I think that Square is realizing this this is this is not working. So I could actually I wouldn't be surprised if this gets delayed again, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I think my level of why i'm not willing to go to the uh, the f status is because of conceptually this game seems super interesting to me uh and i think the the fact that gary witta and uh amy hennig wrote the concept of the game not the dialogue or anything like that you know and, and they're really in terms of writing they're they're really good they're really good, um, uh, they're really good they're really good writers so i think that's what kind of was holding me back i'm still stuck in the whole Guardians of the galaxy mm. uh whole entire like <laughs> man this game is trash run and being like one of the best games i've played in like the last decade uh so like it's it's it, that's what's holding me back a little bit giving me a little bit of confidence in terms of like maybe it's going to be okay and maybe they're just not knowing how to show it but I, the more the more the, the days pass the more i'm like oh my god <laughs>
0: Did you just say our game is mofo? <laughs> what?
1: It, I'm talking to a cuff, <laughs> is what she said. That sounded Excuse better me? in my head. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. But you know what? What's going to save the game is her hip hopity kind oh, of walk.
0: To, to hip until you don't stop the rock until the bang bang boogie. <laughs> Big boogie. Yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah um mm-hmm. okay let's move on man let's talk about the lord of the rings Gollum. uh that, that <laughs> <laughs> what
1: <laughs> this game is so dumb bro all
0: right man talk to me what's going on here uh, nobody wanted this. Uh,
1: who said, hey, What'd let's make a Lord mean? of the Ring game and be like, and make it Gollum. This game looked terrible. They showed it off. It looked awful. It looked terrible. It looked bad. It looked all the things, uh, that you don't want a game to look like. Um, Lord of the Rings Gollum for me is, fun. they know it. Everybody knows it. I mean, I think if the developer was on this show right now as our guest and we came to this game, he'd be like, oh, that's a f- for me. <laughs> um, come on. This, this game just looks bad uh, in any way, shape or form. There's nothing that can be done to fix this game. It's a it's a visually uh, an assault on the eyes. Not an assault. Uh, <laughs> uh, to play this game would be an act of attrition. Attrition. Uh, it is. It is absolutely a mess and everybody's dumbfounded in terms of why this game even exists. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I it's bad when you say the name of a game and this dude busts out laughing. That's bad. That is horrible. That is that is a bad sign. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, though, man. I think I don't know, man. Lord of the Rings is getting a little bit stale to me.
1: I don't know. But they never had a really good game. The people swear by the uh um, what one of those games nah. called yeah, I like the first one. The second one was like it, it had all the Assassin's Creed itis to it, like everything oh everywhere God, was on the map. Like it, it so I, I, I like that first one. It's okay, but it never had a good video game. I don't. And people kind of like, oh man, this is. People no, always talk up the Nemesis system,
0: and I don't doubt that it was it was a cool idea. But I think it it, it, was. it got a little too much. uh got a little too much
1: gas. It wasn't that great. Uh, here's what I think. I think the Nemesis system is fantastic system that was lost on a damn Lord yeah, of the Rings game.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Too,
1: it's too bad they, they like,
0: uh, what did they do? They trademarked it or not? Uh, not trade,
1: They trademarked, patented it. Yeah, yeah, they, it. they, that's they, 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 did. they patented it to the point where, like, very specific language where that's why we have not seen a game that has the same kind of uh, thing because they've panned, they patented the shit out of that. They they covered all their bases and then done absolutely nothing with it. Thank Gollum. you.
0: That's all we get, Gollum. Nah, nah. I'm good on this.
1: Yeah, I don't think. I
0: don't know. To me, this is just gonna. To me, it feels like a throwaway kind of game. Like, let's do something with Lord of the Rings. Okay. Like that's that's just the entire energy that I get. And I could be wrong, but that doesn't really happen. Um, Let me go ahead and move us on to the second to last game. This one actually just got um, announced um, a few days before this recording as uh, delayed to 2023. Uh, And that is Hogwarts Legacy. I believe they said it's coming out in February. uh, If I'm, if I'm
1: February February tenth, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, Pablo, based on this delay, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that this game, when they showed it, it looked really cool. Um, I was super interested in it to begin with, and then the actual showcase of it was like, oh, this is actually a really dope kind of idea, that, and it looks like they know exactly what they're doing. This just looks to me like they need a little bit more time. There was no set date in terms yeah. of when it was coming. It was second half of the year. The fact that it's been delayed to February, may- maybe it's them getting away from God of War as well, uh, and I think um, that uh, it's going to be fine. Right, my son is looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" What are you talk about words for dad. Uh, Damn, <laughs> <Dude>, gross. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, definitely. I think this is a this is fine, and it'll be okay. It, it, it is what it is. This game is what it is, and it'll be. And when it comes out February tenth, it'll be, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Now, um, just FYI, uh, we we talked about the whole J.K. Rowling situation um, a few oh, episodes, not a few episodes back. It was a little while back. Uh, so we have crossed that base uh, before. Uh, just in case you're wondering, um, we're not going to keep dwelling in that subject. We're just going to kind of talk about the game based on its merits right now. And I have to agree with Pablo. I think this one's fine. Um, to me, yeah. this looked like it it was in pretty good shape when they had the state of play for it. It uh, looked like it had a lot going on. Um, I just think if it's, if it's a matter of fine-tuning and polishing things up and, um, more importantly, staying out of Ragnarok's path... Uh, this holiday season, yeah. then that's perfectly okay with me. Um, get get it right yeah. and do it at the right time. So,
1: yeah. And about the JK Rowling stuff, I think Hogwarts Legacy is also trying to to separate themselves. It's not Harry Potter's Hogwarts Legacy. They're trying their very best to kind of uh, take themselves away from that. You know, it is still her IP, and you know, fuck her, so on and so forth. But uh, you know, I think this game, like you said, will be fine. All right.
0: Yeah, man, I agree with you. And now we have our grand finale game that has been delayed. To 2023, I tried telling this man. I tried to let him know every single time. <laughs> this in sports story ain't happening. It's not gonna happen. Uh, oh, sports story! <laughs> I almost put it on the list just to be petty, but we don't even know when that's hey, coming. A
1: sports out. story. This sports story is not well, guys. That game is not that doing well. Sicky. Indefinitely delayed. Who indefinitely delays a game?
0: <laughs> um. Last but not least, Pablo, we have the untitled, The Legend of Zelda. Uh, that is coming to Switch,
1: probably next year. Um, what do you yeah, think? We'll see. What are you thinking here? Look, Nintendo. I, I don't know if Nintendo to ever really uh, delay a game because it's in dire straits. This is the company that develops the game and then puts it in their back pocket for a rating day. Like they, they're fine. They know exactly what they're doing with this game, and they're just wanting to to to, to make sure it's perfect. Uh, it has a very tall order to follow up Breath of the Wild, uh, and a world with Elden Ring in it. Now, I think that they want to come out and be as polished as perfect as they possibly can. And this is a top tier, top notch uh, development team. And you know, nothing that I've seen, especially from what the little they've shown, seems to be like, oh, this game is in trouble. It just see they're just they're working at their own pace. Nintendo's always kind of marches to the beat of their own drum. I can't think of a game um uh, that's come out developed by nintendo specifically that's been delayed that turned out to be shit it, it just never the case uh so i think it's just fine
0: yeah yeah i kind of agree here um i think they're going for something pretty ambitious uh from what uh some some alleged rumors suggest what as far as what the game's like attempting to do um and i think that's going to take some time to get it you know exactly in the right place uh to fulfill that concept and that idea and that's what Nintendo should do for uh, you know a game of this yeah. magnitude. You shouldn't. There's no. Listen when when the Legend of Zelda comes out, it's it's like Beyonce dropping. Like everybody just clear out. Don't release <laughs> your album. Just just stand back. So they they have any time they want to to make this game. This game can come out on a, a rush hour commute on a Monday, and people will be like, yeah. okay,
1: that's cool." Pull off the side
0: of the yeah. road and So it doesn't matter, you know, like the most important thing is, is get this one to, you know, be in the best possible state of polish it can be. Um, you know, they, they set the bar pretty high for themselves and if they want to outdo themselves and it's going to take, uh, really going the extra mile and, and, um, you know, taking some extra time if you have to. So I'm, I'm not worried about this one at all. Um, but that's part of the reason why I never thought like 2022 was ever realistic i I never did i just never seemed like something yeah. that could happen that could happen
1: but but at, at this point no year seems realistic until the game comes out you know what i mean it's like one of those games where it's like if it gets delayed out of 2023 mm-hmm. would we be that surprised which is weird to think no we probably wouldn't be that surprised it's just maybe they're waiting on a new console or something but whatever the case is i think ultimately um this game's gonna come out and it's going to be awesome yes sir Gotta be awesome. Okay, shaking his
0: baby, guys. Shaking his baby.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Um I think he'll live. Um so Pablo, I think that's going to wrap up our checkpoint chat for this week's episode. Um if if I had to give an F grade for that segment, I think I think we did I think, I think we did fine. I'm going to give it a fine on that one. Um I'm going to give it a faulty. A little faulty? Okay. You didn't like some of my choices? Is that what yeah. it was?
1: Yeah, it was all terrible. Oh. You're always Ooh. wrong. I'm always right. And I hate doing sports it. story. Let's give
0: a grading uh, to sports <laughs> story. Uh, Fuck. All right. <laughs> now, nah, but that,
1: is, that, what you want from that me? is
0: going to wrap up this week's show before Pablo unravels in front of all of you uh, and cries on his, his son's head uh, with, with uh, salty <laughs> tears um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to give our podcast a sub. If you enjoyed this and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at Cooldown Time Podcast, so that we will always be in your FOV. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We love y'all, and we'll see you next week. Take it easy.
1: Fucked. <laughs> Make me feel good.